Anthony Broom is with the Wolverine.com. Great Michigan insider. He is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing well. How do I follow the stand-up routine now? No, I'm trying. I didn't know that was part of the deal today. I didn't either. I just I knew I shouldn't have taken that call, and because uh, it's it's Alex Orgy. That's his name, right? Alex Alex Orgy. All right, that's it. That's all. What that's that's all. Zane. There you go. Uh, we got the pronunciation. Let's move on. Uh, let, let's get out of kindergarten class right now, Eric Zane. Let's keep it moving. This is professional radio. I got Anthony Broom. He follows Michigan football, University of Michigan athletics. Hey, he, he just called Zane a comedy routine. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Uh, from what you expected going into game one to what you witnessed this past Saturday, uh, highs and lows for Michigan football that you took from it. Can't find a lot of negatives when it's 51-7 and you move up to number four in the AP poll, number five in the coaches poll. But your thoughts looking back at Colorado State. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can make the argument that it was kind of a boring, casual blowout, I mean, that's not a whole lot to really complain about there. I mean, I think high, the biggest high by far, I think, is is the defense, the pass rush, eight tackles, uh, or eight sacks, 11 tackles for loss. Um, again, and people will say, oh, we don't, it's, it's Colorado State. They're, they're supposed to do that. Yeah, that's why it's a box that's checked. When, when, when you dominate like that, that's what it's supposed to look like. So I don't hold that against them. I, I, don't, I won't sit here and argue that, you know, oh, I saw the defense that is going to shut down Ohio State on Saturday, but – I saw a defense that, you know, when coaches this offseason told us they felt like they were ahead of schedule from last year at this time, I saw that. Uh, that passed the eyeball test for me. Um, can't really call anything a low. I mean, the, the offensive line, there was some shuffling due to injuries, uh, which was unexpected. None of them seem overly serious. I think Ryan Hayes will be back for this game on Saturday night against Hawaii. Uh, you know, it all, it all revolves around the quarterback battle. Um, it is a situation where... Again, we all knew coming in that Cade McNamara was going to get the week one start. J.J. was going to start in week two. That's how it was going to play out regardless. And, you know, with, with the incumbent starter getting the first crack at it, I, I thought that I thought it was flat. I thought it needed to look sharper than it did. I thought, you know, all the talk this offseason about improvements that were made and having the best camp of your life, once you take that first snap in the game, that's all out the door. How do you execute? What do you put on film? And... You know, from Cade McNamara's perspective, not to not to dog the guy, but the film doesn't lie. I thought it was a flat, it was a flat performance, and you know, his I, I don't know that his destiny is in his own hands anymore when it comes to the job. The body language of Cade McNamara in game from the start, uh, when he was taken out, uh, when he went back in the post game, it really had the feel like. The clock is ticking, and he knows what you just said, Anthony, that McNamara's time is up if McCarthy's healthy at QB for Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, I'll never say time is up because, I mean, J.J. McCarthy could could be, could be bust out and, and have a big day and, and take over the starting job, and then maybe he gets hurt somewhere down the line. And all of a sudden, like, you need, you need that guy again, which is why I'm really – you know, from a Michigan fan perspective, I really think people should tap the brakes on, on ripping the guy to shreds and telling him that, you know, if he loses the job that he should transfer. I mean, if something happens to the other guy and he's starting, 
all of a sudden you've got your back. You, you have maybe the most qualified backup quarterback in college football. So it's one of those things where, like, I, I don't see it necessary to rip either guy on either end of the spectrum. But again, uh, like I've I've been hammering this since Saturday. Like, if you are going to tell us that you are a Big Ten championship winning quarterback and that you had the best offseason of your life and the best camp of your life, you have to kind of come out on fire. And not everything that happened Saturday was his fault, but that's also kind of a sign of what limits him is that it's sort of like, um, you know, the, the, the Goldilocks story where the porridge can't be too hot. It can't be too cold. It has to be just right. Everything has to be perfect. And, you know, again, it was only four throws for J.J. McCarthy, maybe only – I don't know, maybe 10 total snaps the entire game. But even in that brief look that we got of him, everything looked sharper. Everything looked more on the money. Obviously, we know the, the threat he brings with his legs. And like I said, all of that, all that in consideration, he's getting the start this week anyways. Um, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know that it's the destiny is in his own hands anymore if you're Kate McNamara. And uh, which is disappointing uh, from his perspective, but, you know, with the aspirations that Michigan has, you have to evolve and the quarterback has to evolve with it. And at some point you got to hitch your, your wagon to the guy that is, is ready to kind of keep pushing this thing forward. There's not one negative on what Cade McNamara has done so far in his Michigan career. And I agree with you. You're an injury away from, you know, Cade being the QB the rest of the season. If McNamara will get hurt, God forbid on Saturday night in his first start against Hawaii, it's just what, and you've said it, I've said it uh, for a long time, and I really screamed for it in the first half of the Georgia playoff game that they needed a mobile quarterback in there to at least give them a chance, and he did it uh, late when the game was already uh, out of hand. But uh, McCarthy does things that McNamara can't do. He doesn't have the resume. Uh, that's the biggest difference why Cade is still officially uh, QB number one, but the run pass option, the read option, his speed to turn the corner, the big arm. I mean, you didn't see a deep throw uh, from McNamara, and the deep outs that they were throwing uh, isn't his strength. Uh, he hits short, quick passes. That's when he's at his best. And hey, man, it's Michigan. If you want to go this next level, and you're number four in the latest AP poll, five in the coaches poll, and you look look up and see Alabama and Georgia at one and two, uh, you know where you have to try to go, and I don't think Gabe McNamara is going to get them there. I think J.J. McCarthy could at least up the ante a little bit if they would ever match up with one of those teams come playoff time. Well, you just see it you know, right right off the bat, the first real snap of the game where, where J.J.'s a factor is by him just being in the game, you know, defense keys in on him, and all of a sudden, uh, a couple guys crash down, and you have an open running lane for a running back. And on the next play, because the running back rips a big playoff, they have to give that guy attention. And then JJ is able to kind of get a run out there and you know run for a long touchdown. So it's one of those things where just his presence alone gives you more options with what you can do uh, offensively. And I know the biggest argument against him is that you know he doesn't have a ton of experience throwing the ball, but the only way to get or to to even that out is to get experience, and they're going to give it to him on Saturday. I think that um, you know, from my perspective, I mean, he's a guy that will be held to the same criteria, right? You're a 51 point favorite. You need to come out and be sharp. Everything has to look crisp. Everything 
you know, make the appropriate read. Um, you know, even it's less about the arm talent and more, you know, just even think about the throws out to the numbers. I mean, that ball takes a little while to get there out of, off of McNamara's hand, and, and McCarthy's able to kind of zip those right in there. And even Alan Bowman zipped a few uh, in there on Saturday uh, as Michigan's third-string quarterback. So it's 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 more about the little things. That's what will be what ultimately turns, you know, the tide if it does happen in this quarterback battle. But I mean, I, I can't, I can't ignore what my eyeballs tell me, and that's the fact that, you know, when you have JJ McCarthy on the field, that's just another weapon with options that your that a defense has to account for. And when we talk about this taking this Michigan offense to the next level, and who can be an equalizer when you play. A team, you know, there's not many teams in the country that will have a talent advantage over them. But if you want to get there and play one of those teams, one of the great equalizers is how dangerous your quarterback can be. And I just see a little more danger in in the other guy right now. And we'll see if he winds up uh, getting the gig moving forward. But it all starts on Saturday, though. Amen, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, talking Michigan football uh, here on the Meyer guest line. Uh, is there anybody else? I know it's only one game. It's Colorado State and Hawaii may be the worst D1 team this year uh, in America. Is there anyone else who could lose their job who may be a quasi-big name like Cade McNamara who helped the team last year that you watched at least for one game getting pushed? Anybody else on that list? Yeah, I don't know if it's – I think any other battle is more of a kind of longer-term thing. Like the first one that pops in my head would be like a five-star cornerback freshman in Will Johnson who uh, – you know, Jamon Green was the guy who last year got benched halfway through the year for D.J. Turner and, again, had a good offseason, put in the work. I think eventually, though, he's going to get a serious push from Will Johnson for that second cornerback job. Uh, other than that – I don't know. I feel like this is a, a group that is fairly stable. I am interested in seeing. I was pretty impressed with C.J. Stokes, the third running back that came in the game on Saturday. I'm not expecting him to take carries away from Corum or, or Edwards or anything like that, but I am interested in seeing how much of a factor he can be and, and if he is able to kind of pull away from his peers in that, that room that are the other options. So right now, I mean, nothing to – I mean, unless there's, you know, knock on wood, there's a big injury that happens or – uh, guys just put a couple weeks of, of bad tape out there. I don't know that I see that right now. Um, you know, the offensive line, again, I didn't think had a had a great day on Saturday. They were extenuating circumstances for that. I would expect them to figure it out. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, I always like to say this. Anything can happen in the vacuum of a game. I don't start to have questions or concerns until, you know, it, it spills over into the next game and then maybe even a game after that. So, it's a little premature on the other the other battles, but uh, the biggest one is is the one everyone's talking about, and we should have some. I don't know if it's finality on it soon, but we should have a better idea of it fairly quickly. Uh, Stokes, uh, his uh, red zone capabilities uh, could really come into play later in the year, so that was kind of a surprise name. I'm I don't think he's taken Corum or uh, Edwards' job, but I, I just I, I like the new names. I like the athletes. I like the depth I'm seeing. With athletes, I really love Sandra still and his ability to use his speed to get into the backfield. So for a first game that you won 51-7 with a quarterback controversy that's dominating uh, the conversation uh, three days later, uh, I still like the athletes I saw considering what Michigan lost last year from that Big Ten championship college football playoff team. 
And that's the way it has to be if you're going to be one of those those teams that gets back. Like you don't teams of the Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State ilk. They don't they don't have down years because someone that was good last year left. I mean, they have other guys that will emerge either in that same spot or in other areas. That that's that's kind of what it's supposed to look like. And you know, there are a lot of teams in the country who could win fifty-one-seven on opening weekend over you know what essentially amounts to a cupcake opponent. And feel pretty good about themselves, and say, you know, that's that's probably one of the most complete performances we'll have all year. I think the biggest compliment you can pay to Michigan is that one, it took care of its business. I mean, that was they, they covered the big spread. It looked, you know, like it was supposed to look for the most part, and they didn't play their best football. I don't think for four quarters, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So anytime you can be that dominant and still leave room for improvement, I mean, that's that is as you know, if you have these big goals and big aspirations, that is as ideal a week one as it can get for you. It was. And for McCarthy, for McNamara, for the Michigan football team, and Hawaii and UConn will be like NFL preseason games. But uh, the start of J.J. McCarthy, the timing of it at night, even though it's against the worst team in D1 football in Hawaii, there's a lot of... Uh, messages, I think, being sent here, and we'll see what happens Saturday night. You can follow everything McCarthy, McNamara, Michigan football, and more 24 7 at thewolverine.com. Anthony Broom, thank you for your huge opinions. We'll talk soon. Of course. Thank you very much. Aaron Anthony Broom joining us on the Meyer Guest Side. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics.